Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini in the Brain. I am sitting here with the bikini. Ashley Cutler. Yeah, the brain. That's right. I'm the bikini. You know what's funny is I've had a <laughs> few people comment like, "Why? Why are you the bikini? That does that mean you don't have a brain?" And I'm like. <laughs> Well, does that mean Adam doesn't look good in a bikini? What are you saying right now? <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? I rock a bikini. I'm the. I'm one of the best bikini walkers. Yeah, front, pretty, front walkers. Yeah, yeah. Because you're decent. in tennis shoes. Yeah, I, that's I true. can do anything in tennis shoes. I won't go as far as putting the heels. In I've seen guys do this, and I can't bring myself there. I can't. No, we're not. We're. I no. can't do it. I can't no. do it. You're so pageant mom, though. I don't care what <laughs> they say. I'm pageant mom all day. I have a trophy to prove it. <laughs> I have a pageant mom. Yes. Angels competition. Uh, what year was that? 2021. 2000? Yeah, I think so. 2021. 21 pageant mom of the year yes um worldwide send your Undisputed. congratulations if you haven't already it's a little bit delayed but still means a lot that was a, the highlight of my career so basically you also look good in a bikini you have a brain and i look good in a bikini sometimes and uh i have a brain as well yeah so so based guys, off the cartoon pinky in the brain yes it's a play <laughs> on the words pinky in the brain which is like a funny ca cartoon in the 90s i guess yeah, yeah that was, i don't just, mind being the bikini yeah it's super fun you guys are the, like one of my favorite cartoons that one in dexter's laboratory so Word. <laughs> anyway today you know what speaking of science in laboratories we are talking about the bikini pie today Right, concocting the perfect bikini recipe. What kind of traits go into making the perfect bikini competitor? Yep, there's a combination of ingredients that we're going to cover today. And if you're trying to be the perfect bikini competitor, let's see how many of them you have or how many of them you need to work on. I think right. that that's great. Yeah. Shoot, we sure wear like chef hats today. Yeah, why didn't we? What's Ooh, up? With no, we've been slacking. That's a big miss. Yeah, we used to like dress up and stuff. I Man. bought it. Okay, I did buy a new shirt for the podcast. I think it'll be here next week. You're oh. gonna like it. So I got. I'm. I'm already on. I'll, I'll show it to you. It's something you'll like. Okay. Yeah. I used to. Yeah. Cause I used to do that too. Used to have those fun, more fun shirts, and I kind of ran out of shirts. I have so many damn shirts. We're gonna be moving here soon, and I. I've been going through my stuff. I have boxes and boxes of shoes and shirts. I'm like, yeah, I know. Donate it's, that. Yo, I'm donating it. No, yes. for sure. Don't but, throw it away. Because I was buying like a shirt a podcast. You know. Oh, yeah, they add yeah, up. That's a All lot of All for shirts. you guys. What's a tax write-off? I use it guys. for content. So I look at it as like, oh, it's a tax write-off. All <laughs> for you guys. So hit the like button <laughs> yes. because Adam bought a lot of shirts for you all <laughs> just did. to keep you entertained. Yes. So speaking of, yeah, we needed, we should have wore chef hats. We're going to start, we got to start doing this stuff. I know. Again. Actually, that's on me. I'm the, I'm the, you're the creative one you're with the, that stuff. You are. You are. So you. the bikini, the bikini pie. Let's go into it. So first things first, suitable lifestyle. The most important. Yeah. The most important. Because not even just when we say suitable lifestyle, we're also talking about like health. Yeah. Because, man, if you don't got your health, you're in the wrong sport. Yeah. That's for sure. You know what? I want to like touch on that for a second. I touch on it. I um you know I haven't I haven't been bodybuilding, right? I talk to everyone. I'm just trying to stay healthy, doing more cardio and I'm I'm lifting, but not as aggressive as I used to. And for me, I'm like, I just want to stay healthy and, and live as long as I can at this point, right? And so I haven't ran, I always, I get my labs done for free. And thank you to Magnus, who does a, does a great job with us and our athletes and, and takes care of all of our health. And as we, as you guys know, if you've been watching the podcast for a long time, Ashley had a thyroid issue at one point. They, they check that on her and make sure that she's healthy. And so um, we, I, they did my labs the other day and I was like, I haven't done my labs in like a year and a half. I need to do my labs. Like I get it done for free. I just haven't done it. And I came back and I got all my labs in there. Everything was like, Perfect. Like be best it's ever been. And I was, it's such a relief, you know, I don't, I think a lot of people don't do their labs because uh, either money or they're not sure or they're afraid. They're afraid. Yeah. And it, there is a little bit of a, cause there is like that fear thing of like, Oh, what if, what if you have some weird disease that no one's ever heard yeah. of and, and you have like two years on you. And I was like, I'm drinking too many energy drinks or whatever, you know, like I was thinking, oh, I don't drink enough water and all these things. Right. And my labs came back and everything was perfect. I have a couple tiny things that I could fix, make a little healthier, but man, what a good feeling it is to get those labs back and be like, man, we're like, we're in a good spot. Like, Yay, you know? you're going to last another year. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what's up. It's just a good <laughs> feeling. And it's so anyone, so I started doing my labs when I was like, um, I think like 28 or 29 and I found problems even then. Um, so it's, it's, it could happen to anyone at any age and, um, I feel great now. I've been, I've been monitoring them for not as good as I should have the last year, but monitoring for like over 10 years now and everything's like healthy. And it's just something that I think if you're, uh, just talking about being a bikini competitor, something I think everyone should do if you're taking the sport very seriously, because 
I've had girls that there's nothing, there's no reason they should have issues. No reason at all. They're 22. They've never dieted down hard before. They're, you know, everything's good, natural athlete, all these things. And then you come back and they're like, oh, your thyroid's low, your testosterone's low, your this is this. And I'm like, how are you, like, how, how? you're 22, like you, you look great, you have great physique. And then all of a sudden they, they fix these things. And then the next thing you know, they're like, killing it progress in the gym mm-hmm. good sleep they they didn't realize that they would feel so good their energy's through the roof they're like i didn't even know i was feeling bad because i live feeling bad and then as soon as i started feeling good now i feel like i'm high or something <laughs> like like they're like it's such a different feeling you know when you're when you're like just 100 percent. so anyway yeah it's like one of those things you never know what's going on right because it's not yeah. like you can see it i remember like my iron was low and i had no idea i had low iron uh which is anemia yep and uh yeah, I didn't know how it happened because it's not like my diet is deficient. But once I recognized that, I fixed it and felt better. Yeah, so you never know what's going on. All these little little things that you just can't diagnose, you know. Yeah. And it's funny, um, Ramos, Dr. Ramos, a long time ago was my original doctor I partnered with. I was like, I mean, that was a long time ago. You you remembered him? Um, I was like, yeah, I think it was like seven eight years ago. So, uh, but he was, you know, you could have a Ferrari on the outside. He's like, but I'm trying to look at the engine on the inside. I don't care about the Ferrari on the outside. He's like, if I open up the hood. And it's a Toyota engine. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're, the outside looks like a Ferrari; it still performs like a Toyota, you know. And so that was like the best thing. And I just wanted to throw that out there because today we're talking about, you know, do you have what it takes? But also some things you don't even know if you don't have what it takes. Right. This is one of those things, you know. So yeah, you need to recognize these things. But yes, health the most important. Yes, and alongside health is like you know making sure you're injury free because it's probably not a good idea to start prep if you're a if you got a sprained ankle or something, right? Yeah. Most important is your health before first, first and foremost, before anything else, health. Do you have the health to do this? Yep, absolutely. And and then I think that one of the things that we need to look at, if you want to do this, you have, here's the thing, we have to do this and think about it long term, because there is no way this is going to be short term for anyone. Well, um, I mean, and, there's, there's those people. Well, yeah, sure. Not I guess me though. I should say short term getting to the stage, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, if yes. you want to be a high level competitor, right. No you way. know, re- re- whoever the heck you are, it's still going to take like, you Years know, now. a prep, you yeah. know, exactly. Like it's, it's the bikini prep. And that's another part we could talk about bikini recipe to do is, is just realistic expectations of time frame to get going, you know? And, and so when we talk about health, we're talking, you know, you getting on a bikini stage, it could be a three year physique these days, even for a local level, depending on how you respond, you know, some people, yeah, a year, but it's, it's a more muscular physique than it used to be. Um, you know, they're leaner than it used to be. And it does, it is going to take a little bit longer than it used to be for those reasons. So, um, yeah, if you, if you have a knee problem and you're constantly doing exercises that hurt your knee, you know, you should probably switch to different exercises. Talk to your coach. Hey, I'm going to switch this out. I can't do lunges cause I get a little bit of pain. I know three years from now it's going to be a lot of pain. So, you know, be smart about that with your health and your joints. Like Ashley's talking about, if you have a previous ankle injury and there's just something that just irritates it every time, well, Right now it irritates a little bit, but in three years it's going to be brutal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Try walking in heels too, you know, (laughs) but yeah, it could be any injury really, but there's that goes along obviously with the health and just your Mm -hmm. well being. is just making sure you're good to go before even starting. Right. But also with the suitable lifestyle, I would say second most important thing. And this is something that does not get talked about a lot finances, because guess what? This sport is not cheap. It's not. It really isn't. So you have to factor in, do you have the money for this? A money for a coach, a money for entry fees, travel, suit, tan, hair, makeup if needed. It's not just like, oh yeah, it's a $50 thing. A lot of money goes into it, especially, you know, buying certain foods, uh, supplements, gym stuff, if you have to hire a trainer, all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a good, to get the to just get that understanding in before you start the prep because it's a pretty, you know, and there's a lot of ways to make it cost effective too. So I will say that sure. that's a good thing, but there is no matter, no matter which way you go, there's going to be, it's going to be pretty pricey, even if you're doing the bare minimums, you know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Even if you are um, budgeting it and it's still, it's still expensive. You know, I always uh, use this reference. <laughs> I used to be so broke, but I, I used to share a hotel with five girls for nationals try to get my pro card because I was so broke and I was barely getting by on that. You know, I was not as well off. So it's something you need to consider. You know what? I had a, uh, I have a client and, um, and I want to give it this, um, you know, this is a cool, cool thing, but it just shows like, you know, some people want it and they're going to do what it takes to get there. And, um, she 
and her, I think it was her and her gym friends, they had like a bake sale for her to Aww, go to a show. That's so cute. And everyone supported it. And everyone that was like, a, that's adorable. And she makes good money. It's just that she put, she did a lot of shows. You know, she right. traveled a lot. She did a whole bunch. And she was like, oh, I get, you know, one more is tough because I've just done, I just did this show now. And now she's going to go to North Americans. And I was like, so cool to see like the support. And she's doing what you said. She's sharing a room with a couple of her teammates. And they had a bake sale. There's this whole thing. And That's like, cute. she's going to North America. Isn't that? Shout out, shout out. You know, like it just Did shows. Did you buy any baked goods? I would have. You know, I would have. I would have. I would have had I had the opportunity. And, uh, but <laughs> the, yeah, isn't that, but it just shows you, you know, it just shows you if you want it, you know, you'll, you'll find a way to make it work, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And when I was a young bodybuilder, the same thing, I made $6 an hour working at Nutrisport for, um, and even back then, $6 an hour wasn't that much when I was like 17 and I was getting ready for my show. I found a way to do it. I worked at UPS um, unloading trucks during a summer one time just to pay for my bodybuilding. And it was Jeez. three months at 4 a.m. unloading trucks. Sorry for all the damaged packages. <laughs> I was so bad. I was like, that's what happens to those UPS trucks when you get your packages damages. It's so, this is such a random story, but you'd go in the, you'd have to hit a, there's a guy in the UPS like counting with a counter, how many packages you get out per minute because you have to hit a certain number. Oh, It's so wild and it's freezing cold because it's 4 a.m. And, and you're in this, you're outside and you're in the truck, but you're outside in a truck because the trucks can't come inside. So you go in the truck and like you have this conveyor belt and you're like throwing stuff on it, but you have to hit a number. So the packages are, you know, I don't know, eight feet high. I don't know how tall they are. Maybe seven feet high. And you just grab, go right, jump to the top and grab the top one and just like throw them down so you can hit your numbers. That's why your packages are down. Oh, At least that's oh. how I did it. It's the only way I can hit the quota. But oh, anyway, paid for my bodybuilding with that. Three months of, of that. Yeah, that yeah. was a lot of cardio. Heck yeah, that's some good meat right there. <laughs> you, I don't sure. think I ever told you this story. No, I didn't know. Yeah. This you, is something you, I knew just out of, knew. I just out of an like, UPS. Out of oh. an UPS. I was wearing the brown suit doing the whole Love thing. Love it. You okay. Know? <laughs> well, that's what's up. Teaching you some hard work right there. You know? So uh, the other two factors that go into a suitable lifestyle is work commitments and family commitments, right? So... You know, at some point you can work around and make things work, but I know that there's other times that uh, you just can't work around your work. And maybe the work is not uh, ideal for the sport. And uh, maybe it's something like you're on call, and maybe it's like one of those uh, jobs where you could be flying to a different state tomorrow, they need you right away. And, you know, it, who knows? There are some careers out there that won't be suitable for prepping. Um, and same thing with family. If you have like, I don't know, five little kids at home and no one's there to watch them until the husband comes back, you know, it, who knows? I don't know every situation, but it does make it difficult when these factors are at play. Yeah. It's an important discussion to have with the family and look at your work and also not just your, I guess the other thing with work is you have to be careful that your job will permit you to be a little bit lower performing at certain points where it's not right. dangerous, you know? <clears throat> like if you're working a crane or something, I don't really want you on low carbs, <laughs> like yeah. carrying these giant poles during the last two weeks above, you know, a thousand people driving by under Las Vegas Boulevard, you know? <laughs> like like there might be some scenarios where you're, you know, might not be the best idea or, right. you know, a, a doctor doing surgery during peak week. Like or, you know too. what I mean? Like there's some <laughs> scenarios where you might want to consider how prepared you are for it. Like, I think that, I think like someone like Ashley could do that. I think you could do, you know, cause you're, you don't go crazy with peak week. I don't think it's going to be that big of a factor, but if you're not one of those people, which most aren't where they have to have this crazy peak week and low carb and this and that, um, or usually it's a week before peak week uh, and you're doing something that might be, uh, you know, dangerous to other people or something, or even yourself or, you know, race car drivers, you know, like you might want to not do shows like, right. or just take longer to get ready. I don't know. Yeah. Either that or just coach. know that you won't be the best competitor you could be. Yeah. Right. You know, you might have to skip some workouts or you might have to, you know, not diet as hard uh, for the sake of your career, but uh, just be aware of this stuff, you know? So, Yeah. Suitable lifestyle, I think, is the most important before you before anything else, which, again, health goes into the suitable lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that with the family thing, too, is that just having that talk with everyone, I think it's important because you don't want to surprise them with it. Unfortunately, we do run into a small percentage, but still a percentage of people who aren't don't have that family support, you know, and uh, it's really tough when it's like the husband not supporting it because you're going to probably do three, four shows a year, which is a lot of the year dieting and, you know, but also not being on your end, understanding their position where they're 
went from normal to all prep and now you're not eating out or doing anything like that. Like try to find the balance in that. I think it's important. If you are prepping for shows, you definitely can still go out to dinners. You could still do all those things. I do it with Kimber all the time when she's prepping. It's not hard at all. It just goes to a restaurant. She orders chicken salad. It's not that hard. You know, so um, just don't get yourself so in the hole where you don't, you know, where you affect everyone else around you too, where you try to find that balance, you know? Yeah, let them know Ham will be cranky. Yeah. <laughs> so give me a pass. <laughs> the cranks happen once. Contest prep crankies. The contest prep cranks. It's going to happen every now and then. It does happen. It does yeah. happen. But, you know, you need a free pass on those days. <laughs> you should get X amount of like passes yeah. for, for prep. Like Yeah, three, like little coupons. <laughs> <laughs> like three like three passes. Sorry, I was cranky. And the husband just keeps it in his pocket. He just like takes that one out One more last. <laughs> it's like a red card. One more. It's like a green card. At green, yellow, red in a soccer. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so great. Funny. That'd be really funny. That is going to escalate things. If you're a guy, listen, don't take that advice. <laughs> just, mm. <laughs> do you want to be right? Do you want to be happy, guys? Just be happy. So, <laughs> 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 all right. So, um, next one up. Any more on that one? That's Ash? it. All right. Let's go. The next one is hard work and determination. I think that you are the hard work and determination queen, Ashley. Ah, okay. Determination. determination. Determination queen. Okay. I always have to correct yeah. you. Yes. Because I don't think I'm the hardest worker. I think I'm just smarter because I'm not doing two hours of cardio on 800 calories. So you could say those are hard workers. But yeah. if we're looking at, at the general broad spectrum here, hard work it's yeah. very general. It can mean a lot of things, um, but you still need to have some hard work, you know? Yeah. Hard work breaks, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Absolutely. You know, have all the talent in the world, but you need to know how to apply yourself. And it's, it's funny because I don't think a lot of people know what hard work is sometimes if they haven't played a high-level sport previously. That's, that's well, a hard, that's the biggest thing. Luckily for me, I, uh, I was a collegiate track runner, and uh, the great thing about being that was, uh, oh, people get irritated when I say it, but bikini training is a walk in a freaking park compared to, to track practice. Yeah. I remember track, 400 meter repeats, like every Tuesday till I threw up. The lactic acid buildup feeling, oh, the jello leg feeling, oh, that's hard work. So everything that's not that feels like a breeze. And that's why I can compete a lot too, is because I I was doing track meets every every weekend, yeah, for a good portion of the year. So this seems like such an easy thing in comparison, because I know what it is like to work hard. And this sport kind of brings in people that weren't athletes previously, or maybe just like athletes in high school, and maybe they just played like high school volleyball. It's not the same. Like really, really intense hard work it really can go a long way. Yeah. It just sets your mind right. And that's, I've always had the best luck, like in the guy department, I always had the best luck with uh, wrestlers. Um, Cause they just, yeah, they're they just know used, how to diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just used to not eating. It's like, Oh, this is more food than I was eating, you know, cause it's like more structured. But when you're wrestling, you just don't eat. It's kind of like, Oh, whatever. I just yeah. won't, I won't eat. Like it's not, you don't have, at least, especially in the younger guys, they just don't have a good diet. They just know they have to eat less. So they just eat yeah. less, you know, but here they're like, oh, there's a lot of food. I should be eating this much food, you know? Yeah. But you get that with uh, someone who's never done anything, and it's like, oh, oh this yeah. is killing me. I can't oh. believe it, you know? Yeah, I should I should say that as well. I think, except for, like, wrestling and boxing probably, just anything that requires a weight class, I think for most previous sports, the biggest shift is, like, the diet now. Because yeah. my diet was much easier when I was um, in college, you know? I thought that, that was back in the day when, like, ate like two Nutri-Grain bars for breakfast and I thought I was eating healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I would just eat whatever, but, um, I thought it was healthy, but it, you know, it's like, it's just a bunch of sugar. Uh, but that's a big shift. That was something that I had to adapt to is like the, okay, this diet is, although the training's not as hard, the diet's probably harder. Yeah. So, you know, yes, it is, a, it is going to be tough. You're going to be days where you don't want to do it. You guys still got to get into the gym. The days that you don't want to do it, there's going to be days where you're beat up. Um, yeah, it's just, you got, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing with, with the, uh, determination thing. And I, I think that your determination equals hard work because your determination is consistent and it avoids hard work too. That's true. That's all how you look at it. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're, it's all, it's all co collectively. It's the same, right? The same, whether like if you, if you think about it, Let's say it takes you a hundred points worth of, I'm just kind of see if I go the right direction with it. It takes you a hundred points to get fully in stage shape for a show. You could do those hundred points in 90 days 
or you could do those 100 points in 365 days and it'll be a lot That's easier 100 true. points. I know? get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like a, a short push because you slacked off the whole year trying to get ready for a show versus like just being consistent and maybe a little more um, dedicated throughout yeah. the year rather than just like that, those three months of going 110%. So instead of going 110% for 90 days, I go like 90% 365. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get you saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the that same. Makes sense. It's like running a mile or walking a mile, right? They, they, the calories burned are relatively the same of running a mile and walking a mile because you could walk and it'll take you twice as long. So you're moving for twice as long and you're taking twice as many steps. Are you sure about that one? Yeah, it's like mm. a, it's because of energy expended. But you don't get out of breath. Yeah. So we'll think about it, right? Let's say you run a mile in seven minutes and you walk a mile in 18. Well, you're doing cardio for 12 minutes additional. And you're taking twice as many steps. So the total movement uh-huh. ends up being the same. Even if you don't get out of breath and stuff and your heart rate doesn't. Yeah, because it's sh- more calories for a shorter period of time. So, of course, you breathe more, right? Ooh. So, yeah, they're relatively the same. Um, Dang, you know, just be well, Isn't well, that crazy? Because energy, it's like the energy, like it's like the energy, can, the same thing. Energy cannot be created. It can only be used, right? It oh. can only be. So it's like the um, the amount of energy you use during that same speed, it's, whether it's slower or faster, it's still the same amount of energy. So same thing with prep. You're going to get ready for a prep and whether you need to lose, you know, stay within like how you do, staying within like six pounds or so all year, or you have to lose 30 pounds in three months. The same amount is required. It's just daily versus like a little bit a day versus a lot of day and it sucks, you know? Mm. So yeah, that's how you look at it. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I feel better about that. I will see, say <laughs> that the, the more consistent output though, in terms of a, a client is going to be like the way you do it though. It's okay. a lot easier to be consistent because you're not waiting to the last two weeks to fully lean out. Your body's not looking tired. You don't have to worry about those factors as much as someone who like you had to crash for it. And the worst case scenario for someone who's like getting ready for a show would be you still need peak week to lean out. That's like worst case scenario. It's like, oh, you're not going to look right. There's just no way. Not today. You know, a few years ago in bikini where, you know, if you have a little bit inflamed, it was okay because you don't need so much detail on the tie-ins. You don't need so much, you know. But now it's like, now you better be, all that inflammation better be gone. Like, I don't want you trying to get in shape during peak week. That week is just to let your body rest, recover, fill out, uh, get you right. You know, it is not to lean out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's, there you go. Determination, I think, equals hard work. So. Absolutely. Determination equals hard work. Hmm. So, you like that? I like that a lot. Yeah. So. I like that a lot. All right. Now, um, going on to the next one. We got that one covered, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll let you know if we don't. All right. Willing to sacrifice and adherence. Mm, that's a big one. Huge one. That's that a large is, percentage yeah, of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing, you know, adherence, a lot of people can adhere to something for two weeks. Even if your motivation is like through the roof, you can adhere to something for two weeks, but it's not about the two weeks. It's about <laughs> the whole process, the whole journey, the whole two years it took you to get ready for a show, not just the two weeks. So if I'm sure you find out a lot of time, people just like really go for it in these two weeks and they're just like, yeah, I want it so bad. I'll do anything, you know, but then after that motivation starts to fade a little bit, then you have to rely on your willpower and, uh, that's when it usually goes downhill, right? Because yeah. it's just like, well, you get you got that motivation, but once that fades away, because it will at some point, then they're unable to adhere to things as much as as they were previously. Yeah, that's the that's the the tough one for people to fully understand because it's it's gosh, it's so hard. And I wish, and I'm always I'm always harping on it. You know, this is one thing I'm always harping on is like you know adherence and and you know the sacrifice that you're willing to give to this because it takes so much. And I think people underestimate. Because our sport is small, you know, it's like a smaller sport and people are more accessible. So you see like you, you can go see Ashley at a posing seminar. You could go see, you know, you can go see whoever at pretty much wherever posing seminar or whatever meetup. Right. And you're just like, oh, that's a one of the top athletes. It's so I can reach it. I can touch it. You know, growing up, we couldn't do that. Like you couldn't you, there wasn't these things weren't a thing. You know, that wasn't a thing. I couldn't go and pose with Ronnie Coleman. Like I might see him at an expo talking in front of 3000 people, but not. Not like, oh, I was just a seminar at the posing 
posing at uh, the CPC this Saturday, posing seminar at oh, the yes. CPC this Saturday. this Saturday, 10 a.m. What a plug. What a, that was. Just, and it's free. And it's free. And you don't have to be part of Team Leap Physique. Nope. You can come on down. 10 o'clock. Come one, come all. 1176 Vegas Valley Drive. Make a weekend out of it. And then we're going to have a glute camp after that. Heck yeah. That wasn't a setup, but wow, what a segue. That was like, I can, that was a great segue, right? Good job. So, <laughs> but the. The, you know, because it is small and because you can see these people, it seems like so realistic and seems so easy. You know, it seems like, oh, they're right there. It's like, that's just, I'm like, I'm doing the same thing as them. But the reality is a lot of times you're not doing the same thing as them. Um, because, I, you know, I growing up playing whatever, baseball or something, right? You couldn't go and meet like Nolan Ryan or someone, right? Mark McGuire would be like, oh yeah, I'm just, going, I'm just hitting baseballs with Mark McGuire. Like, nobody, like, you don't do that, right? It's not a thing. But with us, it's like, oh yeah, she works out at my gym. Like, so it seems like, so easy and accessible and it makes it less realistic of like it makes the sacrifice look less like more obtainable it makes it look like right mm -hmm. because they're right there and it's just normal and it's just right there you know it's not like a dream like hitting baseballs with mark mcguire would be a dream i don't even hit baseballs, but that'd be fun i would love to do that <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> like, so like it's, it's it's because of that people think it's just you know easier and i can get there too and she's just working out just as hard as i am like i see her work out she's not doing that much different than i am but so much goes into it and it's years compounded of adherence. And that's where people don't, that's where people lose it. They don't see outside the gym and outside the posing seminars, you're not doing the same things as these people are. So you can expect the same results. But if you do the same things that these people do, you can expect the same results. If you do stick to it, if you do stay dedicated, if you don't go off your meal plan like crazy, if you don't take a three month break off of working out, and if you do actually work out with full intensity, you know, most days of the year out in the gym, if you think about this as your primary sport and your primary passion, you can do these things. It is accessible. So it is reachable and it isn't reachable just as, as, as easily, but you have to put in the work like any pro sport. And I think that people think because it's so... I can, you know, it's so reachable. I can see them all the time that it's not, it doesn't take that, but it takes like what every other pro sport takes. It takes the same thing. It's just, actually it even takes more because pro sports don't require the nutrition the way we require nutrition. They try the training and sometimes training harder, but they don't require the nutrition like we, we require. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So 24 seven nutrition, 24 seven. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. very few sports that require that wrestling, boxing, I don't even know any other one. I, I don't know any other, you know, MMA, you know, uh, any, anything. Weightlifting w for making weight classes. Making weight classes. Yeah. But I don't know any other sport that requires so much dedication year round that ours. And, and then we underestimate it. We're like, oh, we just, I just need a break. I just need this. My body needed a break. I needed to be off meal plan and just be balanced. I'm like, well, I agree with you that the prep diet isn't balanced. I agree with you that it's, it's eating healthy though. I won't disagree on that. That is, that is a, that is a healthy diet. Like for the most part, almost everyone in a prep diet is healthy. There's not, don't tell me that eating vegetables, eating chicken, eating adequate amounts of fat and carbs, you know, that's maybe a little bit de deficit is unhealthy. That is not unhealthy. And don't also tell me that balanced diet is taking completely off your normal prep diet and eating whatever it is you see for the, for a month and gaining 20 pounds. Don't tell me that's balanced either. Right. So they're both have their issues. I get that. But one is still healthy, you know? And so people are like, oh, I need balance. I need to take the time off because my mind, okay, that's fine if you need to do that or if you think you need to do that, but that's not what the highest level pro athletes are doing. And if they are doing that, they're just genetically able to do that. They're not the normal. They are the um, exception to the rule and their genetics allow them to do that and get back in shape really quickly, which is a very, very rare thing. I think people don't realize how rare that is. It's extremely rare. That's unicorn rare. You know, where that girl looks exactly like she did at whatever show she did the last year and she lost 30 pounds into it. Crazy rare, like unicorn rare. So, yeah. But again, we don't know the long term of that also. True. Maybe that shortens their career, perhaps. And I know you did a podcast uh, and I saw your clip and you mentioned it too. Yeah. And I always like to bring this up. People don't realize uh, your skin can only be an accordion so many times yep. yeah. <laughs> and you're going to lose the elasticity. So although they can do it and get away with it, they're probably shortening their career or maybe they could be doing better or they could be doing better more frequently because to drop 30 pounds and gain 30 pounds, you can only, I, I assume only do that like once a year. You can't do that like three times a year. So maybe they could be competing more. Maybe they could be better. Maybe they could be going for a longer period of time, but they're shortening their career by doing that and it's kind of a risk you know you got to hope and pray you lose that weight because again your body does uh start to rebel after you do that so many times yeah. even if your genetics good you can only do that so many times yeah exactly and you got a couple of good points there too um one you, you can you never know 
every prep is different. You know, we've had, we've had preps with Ashley where we're like, oh, we got to lose like two pounds. And then it's just like, she thinks about it and loses two pounds. Right. And then you right. have like two pounds. I'm like, oh, you just got to lose two pounds. Everything's perfect. You're not doing any cardio right now. Your calories are high. Don't worry. We're going to turn this on in two weeks and we'll be good. And we like wait an extra week. Cause I'm super confident. And the next thing you know, nothing, so moves. Stubborn, right? <laughs> nothing moves, right? Yeah. You're like, you just don't know, you know, you just don't know how the body's going to respond. Like there's no specific formula for each prep. It's just different per right. person. But the thing that um, I found with people who do that in their careers, what I've found with the people who have to diet that hard is that it pulls so much out of you. You know, it pulls so, like you have to, it like pulls your soul out of you to prep that hard. Like yeah, it's like, you lose the enjoyment. Yeah. It pulls everything out of you to prep like that. And what happens is yeah, one year, two years, maybe. But then when you get to year three or year four, those are the girls that are like, it's just not worth it anymore. It's just not worth it. And then they shorten their career because it's not worth it. And you don't, you don't hear about that. They just say, oh, I just didn't want to do it anymore. But if, if you would have prepped and just stayed relatively, you know, just fit, I'm not saying stay shredded. I'm saying just stay fit, you know, and you prepped and it was just like, you know, 12 weeks to get you in shape. And it wasn't even that hard of a 12 weeks. It was just dieting for 12 weeks, like normal diet. Um, you probably would have another few years to your career. But the one thing that you you do talk about, which I think is really important. And I think people avoid talking about, or they don't, don't know about it is the skin elasticity thing, especially mm -hmm. with the conditioning levels of today. Here's the thing. I've done coaching for a long time. I've unfortunately had conversations with people where I've had to say, Hey, like your skin just doesn't allow you to be at the level that you want to be at. Like it's unfortunate and it sucks, but it's yeah, the you truth can't of train things. your skin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and what happens is, and people don't know this, right? They don't think about how things work in the body, but let's take, for example, this is probably the best way I can use it. Let's see. So this shirt I'm wearing, right? It's like, it's a, it's a decent fit to me. It's like relatively good fitting. Um, you know, and if we're, let's just say this was my, my skin, it's going to be really hard for me to show a six pack when my skin is hanging off of my muscle like this. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just my, the only way for me to show a six pack would be if I was wearing a compression shirt through this. Right. And of course, like losing like 10 pounds, <laughs> but like, but the, the reality is, is that your skin can get loose like this. It could get loose on your quads. It can get loose on your stomach and you could be shredded under that skin but it's not going to show through the skin because the skin is, is basically like a curtain on a window and you're trying to see the window, but the curtain is blocking the window. It's not close enough to the window anymore to show the, the, the window, right? You'd have to pull the window, this, the curtain back to see it. And so you have to, you have to be, that's something of concern you have to be with. You know, the, the, you want your skin to be like a compression shirt. The more you go up and down, the more you go up and down, the looser that skin's going to get. And yeah, it will blur the definition. The less it, it's tight to the muscle, the more it's going to blur the definition. That's just, you know, if you think about it, you know, realistically, that's just common sense, you know? Um, it's just, you can't see something through where there's where there's something hanging off of it, right? Where it's looser on it. So Absolutely. it's un it's unfortunate, but it has happened. And, um, you know, I've had it happen with, with um, in that scenario, uh, pretty rare, but it's happened. Um, I've had it happen with more so with um, people who lost a lot of weight and then they're trying to get ready for a show. And then it's mm. like, you know, you do your transformation. Like, I want to go pro now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, unfortunately, this that's going to probably be your limiting factor there. Right. So, yeah, so it does. It does matter. But when we're talking about, you know, the way that bikini looks these days, there's just no room for there's just no margin of error. You need tie ins. You need a tight oblique line all the way on your lower back. You need tight legs all the way through. You need a, a little bit of a definition between your quad and your hamstring and that front pose. Like that's not going to be easy to see through that loose, that if you're looser on the skin there, it's going to be hard to, to get to that level. That's so true. And sometimes, you know, if that happens with age and they can't help it, but it definitely, uh, it makes the skin age a bit quicker whenever you're fluctuating so much, yeah. even if it's like, let's say it's your first time doing that. And it's not like a permanent thing. Cause sometimes if you're young enough, your skin can snap back. You lose, uh, fat at a quicker rate than what your skin can tighten up with. Even if it's like your first time doing this, like this big fluctuation. So it's very possible that you, you lost the amount of body fat in time, but your skin didn't have time to tighten back up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Possibility. Yeah, I don't. So even if it's not like, even if it is your first time doing this big thing, that could be a thing as well. But somebody that's like an esthetician should speak yeah, on that that's a little what we, more. But it's, these are, these are still relatively new, like uncharted territories yeah. on some of these things because bikini wasn't required to be as lean as it has in the last few years. So now we're like 
having to rediscover things, right? We're having to, to further the science of it, which I think is awesome. You know, it's, it's a fun thing to kind of, okay, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do now? It keeps you on your toes, you know? So, um, it's always forever evolving, and that is just something that we you should take into consideration if you're trying to remember. This is a bikini, this is the bikini pie. If you're trying to be like you know high level, optimal performing, like I want to be the next, you know, even if it's just get a pro card, um, it's these things are all required. It's hard to get a pro card these days. I mean, it is tough. You know, it is, it is tough. It's really tough. So you know, um, you know, the funny thing about adherences is like. I think adherence is more important with diet than it is training. Like you can skip a few days of training and probably still make it through. Will you be your best? No, but you still could manage without much backtracking. But man, it's ruthless when it comes to the diet as far as adherence. You could be 100% on your diet for six days of the week, but then you have one day where you just, you binge. Not just, I'm not saying like one cheat meal. I'm talking about like cheat day. Yeah, And it basically cancels out all the, dieting you did those last six days it's an unfair world it's it's an unfair world yeah <laughs> you know what i mean all that work can be ruined like in a day like if we're talking about like week to week progress i'm not saying it could ruin your your progress from years but i'm saying like you basically died dieted six days only to kind of have it uh, canceled out yeah it's crazy i saw that um it was a while, I think it was Steve Cook did the video. I'm pretty sure it was him that did it a long time ago where he did the eating 10,000 calories and then, and then running off 10,000 calories, like doing like to try to equal the cardio out 10,000 versus 10,000. Like, and I think he couldn't get to the 10,000. I think it was, if I remember correctly, I, I really don't want to do it the wrong way. I know he did one and someone else did one too. And he couldn't do, finish the cardio either. Like there was like, it's just so extreme. I don't think people realize that it takes so much cardio to cancel out all these calories. Yeah. If I remember correctly, you would think running a marathon would be like a 10,000. No. I, if I remember correctly, it's usually like 2,600, which it's is crazy. crazy. so unfair. Dude, a whole freaking marathon. That's a one bad donut binge, you know? That, yeah. Like you bought a d dozen donuts. Like and five just, donuts. Like, dude. what is that? What is it? Like 300 a donut, 400 a donut? I mean, I, what what is, I almost want to fact check myself, but... Yeah, yeah, it's. I it's, could eat five donuts, no problem. Like it would be easy, and it's like four hundred a piece. That's two thousand calories, right? And it's. I think it's more than four hundred on some of these like pink box donuts we have out here. Yeah, but I do get a pink box donut once a month. I get those once a month, uh, and but I, I keep the I keep it pretty lean though. Yeah, <laughs> the ones I, pay. I don't go crazy, and if I do, I just like take a lot of the like whipping. Oh God, off. I'm good. Did you get I'm it? Good. Really? What is it? What did it say? Oh, two. oh, <laughs> oh my God! Wrong thing. Hold on. <laughs> Close to 2,000? I was right on. That's crazy. Now, of course, it's... You know, how big you are and whatnot, too. But, yeah. Um, You know, it's it's a rough estimate. There we go. Do you see it now? Dang, 2,600 oh, calories. Dang, that's I crazy. Pulled up. Now, of course, like that's, that's 26.2 miles. That's crazy. 26.2 so miles. That's 100 calories a mile or so? That's about right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. wild. And you know what's funny? I didn't connect that, but that's actually like sometimes when I do Orange Theory and I, I just roughly just like happen to look at my calories burned and how many miles I did, it is usually about 100 calories. You know what we mile. should do is we should have... I'm not doing 10,000 calories and burning it off. Yeah, you know what we should, no, we should have is uh, our food labels shouldn't say calories. They should go in miles. Like oh, a, that's like, going to create <laughs> eating disorder. Right? Like if you had... If you had just like, let's say bad foods, right, was listed in miles versus in calories, like, yeah. oh, this donut is three miles. Like, you'd be like, you'd probably think twice about it. This donut is five miles. Yeah, I, I honestly kind of see my <laughs> my food that way. I'm like, is this really worth it? You know, is it really worth the cardio? You know, so that's, it's, people think like they can have a binge and then just do extra cardio the next day. Oh, you plan on running a marathon? Just, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's crazy. That is what a penalty, man. You know, usually it, it. I think if you're a decent marathon runner, like we're talking, like if you're jogging but not walking, I want to say usually around four hours. Oof. I think like when we're talking about like Olymp Olympic level world records, like two hours. But like if you're just like a, a pretty decent runner, average runner that doesn't walk during that, it's gonna take you like four hours. It's a lot. That's crazy. It's a lot. I actually yeah. didn't know that Olympic athletes were doing two hour. Yeah, I think too. men, I think last time I remember women were at like 212 and then Jeez. men were 158 or 156. It's wild. So, yeah. 
You know, that's a lot of running, guys. That's a lot. So if you think that you're going to binge and then just do some extra cardio, when my clients mess up, you know, I say, hey, just chalk it up as a loss, okay? Don't make a habit of it. Learn from it. This guilt you're feeling now, think about that next time you overdo it. And in, and rather than doing all this extra cardio, just get in like a week of really good lifts. Yeah. Like really good lifts. Put At least put those calories to good use and go ham in the weight room, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> to, to counteract right. that, that cardio is like, oof. That's the best option. That's the best thing. That's, to be a, that's them, the you know? best thing you can do, you, you don't know? Want, you don't want them doing a bunch of uh, cardio and messing up their cardio settings as well, too. Exactly. You know? like and then I think that creates a little bit of yo-yo, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. then they're going to do that next time. And yeah, like like I just meant, it's it's going to be hard to get rid of that that's anyway wild. with that. So What a penalty, man. I know. It's like, like, like I said. It's like jail for calories. I know. <laughs> it's it's like, like not fair because if you take two days off from the gym you won't you won't get as as negative uh you know results as as diet yeah ronnie coleman said you can miss a workout but you can't miss a meal yeah that was well thing. i mean i mean yeah. not miss a meal i guess uh and you, if we're trying to not overdo a meal yeah because you could totally miss a meal and you probably get leaner but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah i think with his at his level he's yeah a, yeah, yeah. they're different than us 300 which, pound of muscle yeah yeah they're, it's we're talking different that was how men's, but that's how he can he probably convinced he probably could have right he actually could have but he, mentally he like just trained himself like that's that's what it is you know yeah one of, one of the most dedicated minds that that's why i love like seeing his stuff because he's so dedicated probably too much you know but I mean, look at the results, but the most dedicated mind, right? I like talking about him because he was open about it. when he talked about his diet, remember that one thing he was talking about when I always bring it up when someone asked him, how many times did you cheat on your diet after you won the Olympic? And he thought that guy was crazy. He was like, what is he even talking about? Like, I, why would I even think about like sabotaging myself? Like, that's just so wild to even think that that would be a possibility for me. That's I was like, man, that's a whole nother level of yeah, mindset. Yeah, I love there. it. He's like savage too. I remember watching like some interview or something with him. And, um, you know, he's injured now and his body's pretty beat up. But I think someone asked him, like, do you regret growing that heavy and, you know, really taking a beating on your body? He's like, Psh, I wish I would have done more. You know, <laughs> I was like, dang, savage. I like it. What a beast, right? Yeah. yeah and you, have to, yeah. And it's what's funny because let's use that, right? Because that's a good, that is a great uh, thing to use. Okay. That's the guy at the top of the top of the totem pole, right? The very top of the totem pole. And we have athletes that are bikini, right? It's a different, now it's a different thing, but they're at top of the totem pole with that level of dedication, though it's not as visual as like a Ronnie Coleman. It's the same level of dedication, different output, same level of dedication. And you think you're going to pass that girl on the top of the totem pole by having balance? You think you're going to beat Ronnie Coleman in a, in, a, in a bikini sense by having this balance and three, six months off a year and casually doing it and doing it just with like fitting my macros and eating this and that. And you think you're going to beat that guy. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. That is not the way the world works, honey. I am sorry. Mm. <laughs> that is not how it goes in any sport. You know, so the the most dedicated people over a longer period of time are usually going to be the ones that have the most success. So that's just the way it goes. You know, that's, that's life. You know, the hardest work is the most success. Yeah, day capture. Yeah. So, and I think that that's a great, a great that you brought that up because like this guy's, you know, wheelchairs sometimes you know type of guy crutches which we wheelchair. don't recommend going that ham by yeah. the way just to put a little disclaimer that's, yeah. that is but much but you got to respect his mindset the mindset is everything <laughs> right but there's the same thing in bikini at a different output right it's the same level right you're 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 there's girls out there that think that way that are putting everything into it and you think you're going to pass them being serious six months out of the year it, it's just not realistic like we have to be realistic with our expectations you know so um there you go absolutely so moving on you need to be mentally tough and you need to have thick skin, especially in bikini, because it is going to play with your mind. And I know you just put on a, um, you just put out a, um, a little reel on your Instagram at team elite physique, make sure to follow and watch this reel. <laughs> but you talk about having thick skin and bikini. It's important. And we're talking like mental toughness, yeah. right? You need to be mentally tough, man. It's going to play with your mind because your placings can go all over the place. You can look the same one week versus the next and do totally different for the better or for the worse. Um, and you just got to be prepared for that because bikini is the most subjective division out of all of them. Like how lean is too lean? How soft is too soft? How muscular is too muscular? 
do the judges prefer a sexy routine or a more standard routine? Do the judges like blonde hair or do they like black hair? There's so many factors. And a lot of it is like you always uh, compare bikini to being like art. It's art. What one pe- one person finds to be beautiful art, the next person isn't as impressed. Yeah. So in a sense, you can apply that to bikini as well. Although we do have like, you know, require, I don't even want to say requirements, more like um, guidelines in bikini. They're guidelines and they're not black and white. Yeah. You know, we, we see competitors that are like, maybe more muscular than what you would ever imagine do well. Um, for, and we'll see bikini competitors that maybe are softer and you would think, oh, I wouldn't expect a bikini competitor to be that soft and still do well, but they still do well because it fits them. So it's very subjective and you got to be prepared for that, for the better or for worse. As long as you go in knowing like, hey, I gave it my all. I am, nothing's left on the table. I can't really be mad at my placing because this is the best I can give. Because in bikini, um, there is no defense. You cannot control who shows up. You cannot control how it's judged. You cannot control how the other girls look, you know? You could stand in a group of really soft girls, and although you're not overly lean, you could appear overly lean that day just because of who you're standing with. And maybe the lighting is really intense, which also makes the appearance that you're a little um, harder than what you actually yeah. are. But then you go to the next show next week, and then the girls there are actually more conditioned and leaner than you are now. And now you look too soft. So it's so many factors go into play, but you just got to like have some thick skin because at some point, maybe it hasn't happened yet, at some point things are not going to go your way. Things are not going to go your way. You're going to get disappointed. You're going to get discouraged. You might be confused. Like, I thought this was my best. I did everything the judges told me. I made improvements. And you're going to get confused why you didn't do as well. Yeah. It's bikini. And what do you always say the about bikini? You're, it's more volatile. It is volatile. But you say the first problem with trying oh, to figure yeah. out bikini is you're trying to figure out bikini, yeah, right? Exactly. Is that what you say? Yeah. That's what my coaches ask me. How do you get, how did you... Because they'll ask me, how did you, why did you bikini? How do you get good at bikini? And I'm like, bikini chose me, man. I didn't like, I didn't just set out to do bikini. I just happened to be good at it. And it just, they found me. And I was like, and they'll ask me and I'll be like, the first, here's just stop with your criteria. The first problem that you're having with trying to figure out bikini is you're trying to figure out bikini. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not, it's per girl, it's per person, it's per mm-hmm. structure, you know? Yes. What could be too much muscle so on someone could be too little on another, you know, and it's, it's same with body fat percentage. It yeah. looks good on some competitors and then some like myself, not so much. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing, but it's, it makes it more fun and more challenging too. I have a, I have a really good time with it because it is mental. It, it makes you be a better like artist and look at things more subjectively. I think, I think with um, me, cause I went to, to photography school and, and for a couple of years too, which was like just a fun thing I did. And that makes me look at things more artistically and, and lighting and angles and all these different things. I think it helped train me for that too. And, um, but it's, it's just fun. You know, it keeps it, it keeps it interesting. It keeps it fun. And it always, the, the thing is, um, I will say it, it, it probably takes years off my life too, <laughs> these shows. Cause you don't know with bikini, you know, like there's it's no exciting. such thing as an easy show in bikini. Ashley, you know, could go into a lot of shows being a strong favorite and then, when it comes to the night show and there could be no, there could be all rookies on that stage. Every single girl could be her first pro debut. There'd be 30 girls, 20 girls. And Ashley's would be the strong favorite in that show. When it comes down to it at the night show, I still am on the edge of my seat because you have no idea if she's going to call my name. It's like, Oh yeah. Cause it goes the other way sometimes. Like it, you just don't know, you know what? Yeah. It's so, so it keeps it fun for the fans too. But like that wouldn't happen if, you know, if, if hottie, you know, Chupon showed up to a a bodybuilding show in the U S like, and there was all rookies, like there's no chance that anyone's right. Because in, in bodybuilding (laughs) too, it's more clear cut. They have more like, for sure. This is what we want. We want the leanest, most symmetrical, most muscular guy, you know? It, that's, it's way more easy to judge that than in bikini. Yeah. Cause could you imagine, like, like think about the opposite. Could you imagine Chris Bumstead showing up to a show and it's no one's ever qualified for the Olympia and the rest are rookies. And then Chris Bumstead comes in and it's, 
like you would know who's going to win that show going into it, but that is not happening with bikini. It is so it's so it's always it's probably it's honestly scarier with it a bunch of rookies with a bunch of rookies than it is with like seasoned people that oh maybe, I'm always I'm always on the edge of my seat yeah because like you just don't know in that scenario yeah. right yeah so it's like it just doesn't work the other right. way it's, yeah. it makes it fun it makes it fun and exciting yeah. for the fans that's for sure but I'm always at the edge of my seat like and then I'll have coach like oh you got this one you got this one. I don't know man I don't yeah. know <laughs> I like, you never know that's yeah. so true it's 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 um. It's art, you know, just yeah. like I was saying in, in bodybuilding, they're never going to get the critique like, oh, you're too lame. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're too muscular in, in bodybuilding, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, so it's, it's funny how that goes. So yeah, not saying everything is, is extremely like a hundred percent the case. There's always going to be some surprises here and there, but uh, in bikini, it's definitely more keeps you, uh, keeps you guessing. That's for sure. Yeah. And it changes so fast. There's too. times even when I'm like, 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 I'm like, Oh wow. That girl placed there. Like I thought she was going to win the show. Like she's eighth. Like what happened? Like it isn't going into the show. I'm like, what happened? That That's crazy. You know, or, or a girl won. And I'm like, how come she won versus who it's just so wild. It is wild. It's, but so long story short, no matter who you are, you could be the most winning pro of all time. Upsets are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's too good in bikini and you just said the reality is is that you could win and be a perfect score be exact same shape and get 10th the next weekend it's just the reality of things we've i've seen it happen and it's just how it goes remember where you're you're creating this art project and like you said i think it's a very well way of putting it and that's where i think judges get a lot of slack for too which which i'm always you know if if i think that everyone should have their input and i think there's nothing wrong with people talking about you know this was going this way or that way or whatever but remember it's people looking at art you know and so people are going to look at art differently and i think that's a great way of yeah. of understanding the variances of judges is that yeah of course they see it differently there's no clear cut of course it's going to be different <laughs> like yeah. there has to be difference like that's it's not a clear cut criteria, you know? So, mm, yeah, definitely for sure. So the next one, genetics. Oh my goodness. Genetics. Yes. As long, we like to think as long as you work hard and you have all the determination in the world, we like to think you can do well, but genetics can hold you back. Um, they can, but here's what I like to say. There are things genetically you cannot change. That's the, that's a fact. Okay. But you can work around it. You can work around it. For example, we we oftentimes use like the width of your rib cage. It's something you can't change. You can't train harder to have a smaller rib cage. It's your bone. It's not going to shrink. And with a, a thicker rib cage, that oftentimes makes your your um, waist thicker as well. So you can't change that. However, you can build around it. So maybe if you are one of those girls that has a wider, bigger rib cage, guess what? work on your back a little more, those shoulders, so that you create more of a taper. So that's just one example. So unfortunately, there's things that's going to hold you back. You just got to work around it and work with what you got. Because we all have flaws. Believe me, I have them too. All have flaws genetically that I can't change and I wish I could. I just got to work around it. Yep. Yep. And it, a lot of it comes down to posing, practice, posing obviously too. working out. Yeah. Pose it differently. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of women out there with wider waists who do well. Um, if you looked at them, if, if the bikini contest was straight on, we'd have a whole different group of, uh, of people. Like, yes. So if you pose straight on, because a lot of these girls have, you know, wider waist, wider ribcage, but when they're in that front profile pose, you can't tell, you know? And so how you pose is a big part of that, you know, how much your, your clavicle width you can't really change, but how you pose can make some, some effect on that, you know? So, um, yeah, so it's work with what you got and hide what doesn't work for you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Strengths and weaknesses, we all have them. So passion, passion, it really cannot be taught. Yeah. It comes from within. But I will say um, surrounding yourself in the environment and the atmosphere helps for sure. And um, I would also say passion is like, how do I say it? Like almost like have, having a little more gratitude can make you passionate about something and, and just really – enthusiastic about something because if you um recognize where you came from what you got and and where what things used to be like and that can create some passion and you know i don't know what are tips of passion it's it's hard to like teach it yeah one thing i'll i will say to an athlete who's looking for motivation is that you know 
I'm always very real with them. And they're like, is there any, like, cause I'll have it every once in a while, every, maybe a couple of times a year or something. Anything you can say to help me with my motivation or this and that, or, and I'll be like, you know, unfortunately that's going to be very short term. Like it, I'm not going to be your, your motivating beacon of light for, for that, because that has to come from within. Like anything I say is going to be a five minute motivation, like listening to a video and you're like, okay, I can go work out hard for this hour or 30 minutes of the workout, right? Like it wears off too fast if it's not from within. Right. So you got to, the only thing is you got to find out what's your, what's your why. Um, you know, I struggle with it too. You know, I go through periods of it where I'm like super excited. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm like, man, I just want to, you know, this is hard, you know, like there's, there's, everyone goes through their ups and downs. There's not anything in the world. I have, I have the best job in the world and I'll go through it, you know? And so you just have to find your why and what your alternative is too. That's the, that's what I find is, is helpful to me when I get unmotivated. I think about the alternative, you know, and I'm like, man, that alternative would suck. Like, you know, cause you're like, dang, I got it good. <laughs> I got, yeah, exactly. Cause I'll go through it. You know, I could sell all this stuff and sell the prep center and sell everything and just buy a couple apartment complexes and just do nothing. Right. But man, that was like the actual of that happening would suck so bad. Like, what am I just going to sit or what am I going to do? Yeah. Work out and, collect rent like that's yeah that's so boring like what a wasted life to me that's a wasted mm -hmm. life right like that's everywhere a lot of people want to get there and then when you have the option to do that you're like man that would that would suck you know like it would it wouldn't be fun I don't see any fun in that so when you're a bikini competitor and you're like okay what's the alternative to it right and you think to yourself okay the alternative is me not doing bikini competitions so what does that mean I get to do instead of it right well I get to eat whatever I want how fun would that be and for how long would that be fun I understand a few meals, they ought to be fun, but every day, not really, right? You think Jordan Peterson was talking about it one time. He's like, he, cause he could retire. Of course he's, you know, multi probably centimillionaire at this point. And he's like, he's like, but what he's like, everyone's dream is getting to the beach and just sitting on the beach and drinking pina coladas. Like, but how, how fun would that be? Like how, how many days can you actually yeah, do that? Very redundant. I think about that too. Honestly, it's but, very redundant. He's like, what are you going to do that for eight hours? And then you're like sunburned sitting on a beach and then you're like, well, I'm bored now, you know, like how, like that's not the ultimate goal in life, right? That's not the ultimate goal in life. We have this vision because we're so overworked. We think it's the ultimate goal. It's a day that we want to have. It's right. not the ultimate goal in life to live like that forever. I wouldn't. It's, yeah, it's no, it's, boring. you need, you need a purpose. You know, I, I go to bed and I think about fitness and being a better coach and how I can get to the next level. I wake up, can't wait to get to being the better coach. Like we're 12 weeks after the Olympia this Saturday. Right. And I, I told that I was like, man, I'm so excited already. Like like it's happening, you know, it's happening. Like I wake up with that passion and that drive. And I don't know, it's my motivating, my motivating source, you know? What I like about our sport too, and, and I guess our careers is like, there's always a goal. Yeah. There's always a goal. Even if it's like a short term or long term, it's, it could be, oh, I hope my client does well this weekend at this show. Or it could be, oh, the Olympia. Or it could be, oh, I'm excited for next year, the goal for next year. So there's always something exciting happening, yeah. which I love. I yeah. love the excitement. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's going to be the tough times, you know, July is always a tough month, but we're through that. And I'm like, I'm like, at the end of July, I'm like, man, there's a lot of shows, you know? And now I'm like, okay, it's been a week. Like I literally need a week. And I'm like, I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm super excited. I told Ashley, I might take like four, I'm going to try to, I might take four days off. I owe it to Kimber, right? We might go to do something. Yes. We might go to, we we're not come back early. I know. I said, I've, I've, I'm really bad at that. I need to do it now that I'm married. I got to like, you know, do that part of it but we talked about cancun maybe going to cancun we'll see if we, i think we're gonna do it i think we're, we looked at Woo! things i'll show you it looks pretty fun okay so yeah yeah, yeah it looks pretty fun so anyway enjoy yourself yeah i'm gonna do it don't yeah. work yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah think about the alternative you know i think that that's the important thing is that you think about the alternative um and i think you know the other thing too that you don't want to run into and this is a good story so you know i work with the boxing coach one-on-one -on -one, four days a week here and he's He's awesome, right? I love him. Um, and then I do my own at a, at a boxing gym. I train like five to six days a week at the boxing gym on top of that, right? But he's, um, I want to say he's like 30, 30, like young 30. So he's like, you know, at that peak where he could be in his career. And he's like, you know, what? I want to go out and, and give myself a shot at being a pro um, and, and actually go for it. He's like, because I don't want to be like 50 and say, man, I was pretty good. What if? Like, what? Yeah, how far could I have gone? Like, how far could I have gone? Like, I, like I'd rather lose and be knocked out and realize okay I wasn't good enough then think what if I was good enough and that's the same you know the same thing you don't want that question unanswered yeah you know, sometimes you it's better just to go for it even if you fail at least you know yeah at least you know yeah, yeah. and so that's what you got to think about you got to think when you're really struggling for motivation you got to ask yourself okay what's the alternative 
what would my life be like without it? Would it really be that much better? Or do I just need like a couple of days off, mm -hmm. right? Because that's the whole pina colada on the beach thing, right? Yes. You don't, you want to do that for like a day, maybe two, right? Um, four? Yeah. <laughs> four. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was actually, we, were, we started with five, now we're down to four. I think, oh no, it's going to be three by next week. <laughs> like, do we really two. need? Then it's going to be like, let's just book our flight there and back the same <laughs> yeah, day. Let's get a taco and come back. <laughs> <laughs> in so, fact let's just you know what let's just drive um and then just come back my family owns a tortilla life. stop in uh in california let's just get a get, get a taco come close back. enough it's just close <laughs> it's enough, pretty right? much the same thing <laughs> so the uh yeah so it's it's what you know you got to think about that stuff and it really puts things in perspective i think that you're very good at keeping a grasp on things which yeah. is is kind of surprising it's shocking you know you see these people who run into some success and run into a little bit of money and then and that are like rappers or whatever and they're like they just they can't keep themselves grounded you know but you've been mm. very good at being realistic of of like keeping yourself grounded and appreciating every moment i never forget you know i i don't think you're going to be one of these you know football players who makes 20 million dollars and then they out of the nfl and the next thing you know, they have no money and you're like how did you what happened here you had 20 million dollars <laughs> like what happened to it you know uh -huh. they spend lavishly and they just don't they just think it's coming forever like you're just very good at, at a good example of that of i like, never forget like my first sponsorship or anything like that yeah. you know the feeling of like my first sponsorship was with liquid sunrays and i got free tans and i was like oh my god I felt, I was like, I don't even know if I slept that night. I was so excited. But, you know, I think uh, you're right. When people become successful, gratitude can turn into greed if they don't, if, if they forget where they came from. And that feeling of the first uh, sponsorship or even for me, my first win. That's why I always say I never want to get too used to that feeling. I never want to normalize that feeling because I love the feeling of, my first win and it feels like my first win every time i i don't want to go into a show and be like oh cool i won all right it's time to go home like i'm excited so yeah. i'd like to keep that alive keep the passion alive never forget where i came from stay stay grateful you know it's good yeah and i think that's important at all levels too so absolutely yeah okay moving into the last one coachable yeah. are you coachable 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 <laughs> that's a tough one you know um that's uh you know, you got to realize it's, you don't know everything, so don't be stubborn. <laughs> Some people think they, they know it all um, whenever uh, they're working with someone, but it's important to have a second pair of eyes uh, because sometimes you don't see yourself the way you actually are. You get the prep goggles, so on and so on. You think you know more than your coach. Um, I think Elizabeth is the perfect example of somebody that's extremely coachable. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very coachable. She does not stray away at all. I think, it, what was it? I tried to give her like two tomatoes and it wasn't <laughs> on her diet. Like when we went out to eat afterwards, she brought the container and everything. And she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't take my tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I God love bless. It. Yes. You know, that's a great thing. You can go into knowing she's going to be 100% on the diet. She's going to follow yeah. it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's this thing we call analysis paralysis, right? And that's where I think people run into the issue with their... Um, with coaching and I see it sometimes too on like you know where there's discussion forums and whatnot and I'm like well my coach has me on this many how how what do you guys think and I'm like why do you why did you hire that coach if you need to ask what you guys think <laughs> like you don't trust the coach or you're just constantly reviewing ways to prove them wrong like because they're gonna you can find it uh, I can put out the the best meal plan I've ever put out in my life and you can find something saying it's wrong you know right. because you know, you could look at what a dietitian would say. They're going to say that's way wrong on a, on a nutrition, on a contest prep diet. You could look at what a macro coach says and he's like, oh, you should eat high calories, low cardio and just count your macros. And he's going to say mine's too extreme, right? Or a bodybuilder is going to be like, oh no. You need three grams of protein <laughs> per pound. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So like you're going to find people out there that say your diet's, you know, bad, right? So that you have to like take a step back and, and let them take the wheel, you know? Coach, take the wheel. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things uh, that you're trusting them, and you're not hiring them to cut your calories and raise your uh, raise your cardio because anyone could do that. You're hiring them for the experience they have, the consistent output of the athlete they have, the success that they've had, and the resume, and that's the experience really like to be able to say, hey, you're too lean now, or I have a client right now who thought she was too lean, and I'm like, you're not too lean, like you're you're fine, like I promise you. 
we're going to get you a little too lean and we're going to fill you out like crazy at the end. You're going to be round and bubbly. And the reason we're doing that is because you don't have as much size as I want you to have right now. And so we need to give you the appearance of more size. So we're going to fill and spill you, you know, we're going to go for it and really just fill you out. And so like, it's a lot of trust is involved there and it's uncomfortable for her. And I get it. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at her at all for thinking that, but, it, but she mentioned it to me. She's not saying posting her pictures, like my coach is me too lean. Like, but you see those people out there and you have to really have that trust, but you have to believe that they can do it first. And, and that's on them to prove that they have been able to do it to actually have you to buy into it, you know? So that's, that's the biggest thing I see these days is that people will question it because they watch too much information. They watch YouTube and they're on forums and you can always find a reason why it's wrong because there's so many right ways of doing it, you know? So, um, you know, the, the main thing is I had, a, I have a friend, um, you know, you know, Wadi, he's dope. I love Wadi. And he was like, uh, this girl was like, well, she, uh, she, he, what did he, what did she say? She was like, well, this guy, this last coach, he had me doing this and had me doing that and had me doing this cardio and these calories this and that. And he's like, well, you won your pro card though. Right. And he, she's like, yeah. He's like, what's the problem? <laughs> he's like, so what's the, what's the, it worked. Like, how was it wrong? If anything, he was more right than anyone else who competed against you that day. Right. And so that's, the, that's an honest argument and he's dead, he's dead, dead on. And I love that. Uh, he's just, you know, I love how he is, but he's right. You know, yeah, it's maybe wasn't the best method. Maybe there was another way to get the same result. Um, maybe there was an easier way to get the same result, but the end result, you got your pro card and that's what you wanted. And so how was he wrong? Right. So there's a thousand ways of doing it. And that's something that people need to take into account. Like just take a step back and be like, okay, why did I hire this person? Um, and, and that's, that's the, I think the biggest thing with, are you coachable is questioning it and having faith in the program too. So, but if you're working with someone you're already questioning, you probably should work with someone else. Like if you go into it knowing, oh, this is a cheaper guy just from my gym or whatever, you probably shouldn't put your health in someone else's hands that you don't fully trust. That's a big deal. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, all those ingredients, wow, you should be, uh, you should be Miss Olympia by now. So yep. Just put it all in. Everything we just said. Mix it together. You should be good to go. 350 <laughs> at 30 minutes and you're good to go. 30 minutes. <laughs> not, not a second passed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that, that was a fun one and I'm glad you put this together. I think we got it. I think you did a great job. We got everything in there. I think. Yes. And we are collecting topics for our upcoming episodes in these next few months. So if you want to give us any topic suggestions, please do so in the comment section below. It's been nice talking to you guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you next time. I like how you're talking right now. All right, bye. Bye, it's, it's funny. All right, bye, guys.